Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Um, we've been talking about this, you know, for a little bit on the weekends, of course, and now midweek. We're really, really excited about that. And don't forget, stay updated what's going on here at the church, man. We are expanding, amen. I'm excited about expansion, aren't you? Glory be to God. I mean, God is doing some great things around here. Get a part of it, get involved. Look at Philippians 3.12, Passion Translation we've been reading because it's like, kind of like reads a little, I don't know, makes a little bit more common sense, you know. People have been telling me, they're like, Pastor Chris, you know, I really, I really enjoy church because you break it down and make it easy for me to get. Well, this is why I use these different translations, because they, they read a little clearer sometimes, right? And when you look at the Philippians 3.12 passion, it says this, I admit that I have not yet acquired this absolute fullness that I'm pursuing. So there's, a, there's an awareness. Remember we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. There's awareness that we're not there. Everybody's pressing for a prize. But I run with passion. Boy, ain't that something, right? That ain't easy. Run, you, you, you know, running... With passion is not simple because running with passion means you got to be consistent. And a lot, a lot of times I'm consistent, you know, with everything because, man, passion's not always easy to keep. Passion is a fuel, right? And what does he say? I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. I really like that. I may reach the what? I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. So not only has God given me something to fulfill, he wants me to discover the thing I've been called to fulfill. But the thing that I think we need to see before that is he said, what? I reach with purpose. That's great. He says, but I pursue it and I run with passion. Now I started thinking about something, you know, and I looked these words up because they kind of they kind of intrigued me. You know what I mean? I was like, okay, that's cute, but what do you mean, you know, you you say you have not already attained? You know what I mean? Like you ever think about that? Like what does that mean? Like you what do you mean you don't haven't already attained? What does that what does that simply mean? Well, I thought about this. Check this out. That word attain means this. Or and that's King James. I know we're reading it in the passion, so it gets a little blurry. Like, Pastor Chris, what are you talking about? Not as though I had already attained, but you know, it's kind of there. You know, I, I, I have, we haven't acquired yet, you know, absolute fullness, same thing. You know what I mean? It's kind of just a different play on words. But I want you to look at this. What do you mean attain? Now, listen to attain and what the, phys- the real uh, life definition is for this. Okay? It says this. To basically, um, to take with the hand, to lay hold of, um, basically, to, t- to pick up a thing and carry it to take upon oneself, to take in order to carry away. Now, what is that kind of showing me, man? It's, it's basically saying this, that you're going to have to pick up this cause and run with passion. Now, this got me going, right? All right? Because I think this is big. He said, I'm trying to apprehend something, which means there's resistance to apprehension. So if you're pressing for a prize... That means something is trying to resist you from getting there. That, I think, is one of the biggest things you and I can get a handle on because this, and this scripture has been bouncing around with me in 1 Peter chapter, uh, 
chapter 4. And if you look at 1 Peter chapter 4, um, I want us to see something. In, in verse 12, 1 Peter 4 and 12, I want, you to, I want you to look at that. Just go into King James and then we'll flip it around a little bit because I'm kind of getting this on the flow a little bit. Um, because, yeah, because you, you can almost get bewildered if you're not careful. Beloved, think it not a strange thing, the fiery trial, which is what? To try you as some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice that you're a partaker of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. Now that, to me, what do you mean? It says, think it not a strange thing concerning this fiery trial, which is trying to try you, right? And say what? As though some strange things happen to you. No strange things happen to you. We're all going through it. So you got to admit like, man, this thing's a push. You know what I mean? And this is what I think a lot of Christians don't really realize. Like, oh, you know, uh, this is, it's going to come to me, you know, kind of like, no, it's not. It's going to be a constant push. That's why um, 1 Timothy 6 and 12, you can go there. King James is great. You know, 1 Timothy 6, 12, and then we're going to go 2 Timothy 4 and 7. They both make sense. You know what I mean? But I want you to see this. 1 Timothy 6 and 12 is the scripture that we all been, you know, everybody knows this one, right? Right? Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold of eternal life, whereunto you're called, and have a good what? A, a profession. That word profession is confession a lot of times in the Bible. Does that make sense? Because what is a profession? How do you, like what? Your, your, what, your job? You know what I mean? Right? What do we consider a profession? Oh, your job. Have a good job so you can be a Christian. No, he's talking confession. That word profession, basically in the Greek, um, is, is homologio. And homologio, it, Pastor Chris, you're so deep. Homologio. Everybody say, everybody say at home, homologio, right? Is, 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 a, is a covenant acknowledgement confession. That's what it is. It's words. So when you see profession, you understand it's confession. So he said, hey, man, you're called to fight the good fight of faith, and the good fight of faith is a word fight. Did you get that? You got to constantly keep saying every day. So this is why I admit I have not acquired, but I press with passion for this prize. You better keep your mouth right because it keeps your feet right. But before then, you got to understand this thing's a press. That's what I think is tough for people to get, and that's what that 2 Timothy 4, 7 says. You know what I mean? He explains it to you in 2 Timothy 4 and 7. He's saying the same kind of thing. He said, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I have kept the what? I have kept the faith. Man, everything's trying to come get your faith. So if you get faith derailed, you ain't going to run. You're not going to believe you're running after something. That's the problem with passion. It, it'll be, um, it increases and decreases based upon most of the time, what I notice is this. Passion increases and decreases based upon your um, awareness of God in your moment. So if it seems like God's like nine million miles away, you're not passionately running after God. If it doesn't look like something's happening, you don't do it. This is what makes great athletes great. They go in the gym, like I do this, right? So it's funny. Me and um, I'm a weird bird. Okay, like this. Like, 
I, I grind in darkness. That's just where I do it. What do you mean you grind in darkness? Like, I don't come out, I'm not like, I'm not going to go, I'm not telling you what I'm doing. You know what I mean? I just do it. You'll see the results of what I'm doing, but I'm just doing it. I don't need the world to know. I don't need an audience. You got to get in a place in your mental spot where you know like, hey, I got to go after my destiny. Now, biggest problem, and these are the things. Number one, write this down. You have to believe in you. Write this down. Everyone like this has to understand this. Why is passion waning? That's what I'm kind of talking about tonight. Like, why, where's my passion at? I realize this. Like, even going to Bible school, starting a church, doing all this cool stuff. When, when, when my passion's at its highest for the things of God, I am aware that I'm called. Does that make sense? And, you know, Jesus kind of gives you that kind of thing. Like, you know, what do you mean? Well, you know, it's kind of like, you notice how like you run hot and cold in life? It's in general, right? You know, you just, you know, whatever it is. Maybe you're doing this for a season and then you do that for a season. It's hard to stay passionate for 365, man. It's tough, you know? And what I was trying to explain, it's hard to train in the off season. It's hard to go, you know, be like this. It's hard to keep your diet right when, you know, like 365 days a year. It's hard to keep your financial future in the place. It's hard to keep your relationships maintained. Everything in life needs passion to be maintained. So one of the number one things that I started noticing was you have to believe you're called before the day begins. Because if you don't, you'll never train like a champion to fulfill your destiny because you won't think you have one. Or you'll start comparing it. You know what I mean? So this is big, all right? So now before you're going to get into your own strength, before you're going to get into lean on the Lord, before you're going to get into focus on the Lord, because I taught a really good series a couple uh, Sundays ago about what? Was about focus, right? And that's what we started doing when we look, look at Philippians 4 and 4. That passion was really good because remember we talked about this? We talked about direction. Man, if you can't see clear, you're in trouble. You have to get clear direction about how do I get from point A to point B. Now, I'm going to explain something to you. I have no idea how I'm going to get from point A to point B. But I do know this. The vehicle that's going to get me there is the Word of God. That is why you have to trust the Word of God each and every day, even when it doesn't feel like it's working, even when it doesn't feel like, like confession. Nobody does. I was just talking to somebody the other day. We were talking about those old school guys, you know, Brother Charles Caps talking about confession. You know what I mean? You know, you know, so good. Creative force of words. I was talking about Brother Norville, how to cast out devils. You know what I mean? And you think like, how did these guys, you know, we were talking about Lester Summerall. You know what I mean? And Brother Norville casting out devils. Brother Hagen living life in the spirit. You think this stuff's left the church? Are you kidding me? No, it hasn't left the church. It's in the church forever. Well, like, well you know, we, you know we, we, they were like casting out devils every week. Well, yeah, well, guess what? We're just petting devils now. We don't even realize we're supposed to cast them out. Um, you know, and this is what I'm trying to say is that spiritual stuff don't go away. Spiritual things just sometimes need to become a mystery that's revealed. So what I'm trying to get you to understand is this, is that if you use the vehicle of the word of God and the things of the spirit of God, you'll be able to navigate through life supernaturally, man, that's what you got to do. You're a supernatural being. So look what it says in Philippians 4.4. 4. I like this thing. Be cheerful 
with joyous celebration in every season. My God in heaven, how are you going to beat that? Be cheerful with what? Joyous celebration in every season of life. Let joy overflow for you are united with the anointed one. Ain't that good news? Let gentleness be seen in every relationship for the Lord is near. Six, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering faithful requests to God. Live with gratitude. But I like that. Don't be pulled in different directions. Doesn't that happen all the time? Well, you know, I was going in the right direction, and then I, I was going to church every week, and this is a big one, and I, 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 you probably, you guys probably don't need to hear this, but I cannot understand the inconsistency of people to go to church. It's not like, oh, you're the pastor, you gotta say that. No, you guys are undisciplined, man. That's just what it is, and I don't really care who don't like it. I, 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 the day, this is truth, the day I got saved, when I went to start going to church, I didn't miss church. I just knew I just knew it was something you're supposed to do. You know, and then you got these, you know, well, you know, it's not that big a deal. We didn't do it through pandemic. Yeah, and that's the we have the effect of that pandemic spiritually right now. Everybody's light years behind spiritual growth because we didn't have time to stay together. It's true. So get I, like it's amazing to me. Like, oh yeah, you know, we're gonna do this. I don't get mad. I'm not mad and I'm not I'm not offended or am I, you know, I'm not trying to rebuke anybody to make you feel bad. But I tell everybody, this is the key to making it with God. Get 52 weeks every Sunday, get in church. Don't give yourself the excuse to miss because the moment you get used to it, it's gonna be easy to keep doing. I have people around the country that have literally seen their attendance going to go weird. And I said, that's why, that's why if I knew one thing during that pandemic, I knew this, <laughs> excuse me, don't leave these doors closed too long. People will get used to not going to church. That's sad, but that's true. We are so quick to forget the goodness and faithfulness of God and what he has done for our life that we do not honor him with our presence. I want you to understand, this is the number one reason why going to church is so important. You honor God with your presence. Time is an act of love. Remember that. Anyone that is willing to spend time with you is sowing love towards you. So if God said, meet me in the house, well, you know, that doesn't mean nothing. You know, I could stay home and do that. And I could, no, 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 no. God said, come to be together. Amen. So you got to go. And I know you got to watch it online and you got stuff going on, but you understand what I'm saying. Some people can't physically, so you can do the best you can. I get it. But God wants you in the house of the Lord. You know exactly what I'm saying. There's some sort of, you know, somebody maybe health wise, you can't, I get it. I'm not trying to pressure nobody to do nothing weird, but I want you to understand, this is why I'm saying what I'm saying to you. You got to understand, build these press, stay here. Well, you know, I don't pray. Why don't you pray? How can you get so undisciplined you stop praying? You stop reading your Bible. I haven't read my Bible in weeks. I haven't read your Bible in weeks. What are you, backsliding for crying out loud? Get in the word of God. Well, you know, I'm busy. You ain't that busy. Put it on the car. You know, we were funny. Me and Pastor Liz were uh, talking about this. I said, you know, I said, God, usually every once in a while, especially when I get excited about something, you know, different, um, just life or doing something. He's like, hey, if you got time to do that, Where's your time with me? And I was like, man, don't tell me God's not jealous. You know, he is. He's like, oh, you got, you know, like maybe your career. Oh, you're working so hard on your career. What about me? 
oh, you're working so hard on your job. What about me? You're, so, you're working so A lot of you, you put more time in social media jerking around on stupid phone, flipping through Instagram and all this other stuff, which we use as a tool, but you spend hours goofing off with this nonsense and you ain't got time to read the Bible? You pressing for the prize? Look, listen, I've been here before, okay? And here's what I'm saying. I, I have done it myself. God's like, you know, you ever just start scrolling and you turn around, you just jerked around for an hour, you, you know, and God, God's like, man, you got an hour to go jerking around looking at, you know, I don't know, the other day I was watching, um, there is some weird stuff on this stuff. You know, but I like watching it sometimes. Like, you ever watch when they do the cow's foot, man, with that grinder thing? That thing's awesome, man. These cows get like all these, how did I get on this? How can you preach about this stuff? I, I was watching cow feet the other day. It was cool though, right? The guy's grinding it and doing all this cool stuff. I didn't even know this even existed, you know? And then I'm watching like goofy stuff. You know, the other day I watched this like, these monkeys were going crazy. It was kind of funny, you know what I mean? It was kind of, I'm laughing away, right? I'm having, a, I'm having a comedy act. They're slapping one another with tortillas or something now, right? Everybody's like tortilla slapping. That'll be a new thing. Tomorrow we'll be like, I don't know, eating golf balls or something stupid, right? And you, 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 you entertain yourself with this mindless nonsense and God's like, oh, but you can't press for the prize spiritually. Come on, guys, admit it, we all do. You all want to repent corporately? Jesus, I repent. But you ain't got no time to read the word of God. Yeah, okay. You don't have no time for prayer. Yeah, okay. Stop being lazy. Stop being a spiritual sluggard and start doing what you need to be doing spiritual. This is a good sermon, ain't it? Everybody's like, why do I, why do I go to church here? Because you're, because I'm creating champions. That's why your coach. I hated every coach I had. Do you hear what I said? Look at me. Hated them. Hated every one of them. I went and played for this team. Remember, I, t- I think I told you this. I went and played for this team. We went. I went from the worst team to the best team in the league. What a difference. And the guy wanted to have a four-hour practice. I'm not kidding you. I said, dude, it's Saturday. He's like, yeah, we're going to get there at nine, and we're staying at least four hours. I was like, is this guy nuts? Are you kidding me? Four hours? He's like, he's like look. And you know what his answer was? They had like one World Series, like World, you know, like they were like good enough to win like the championship. It was baseball. So like, he's like, we won this thing like 12 times. You know what I mean? And that's right there. It was funny. I played for the worst team, and then I went to the best team. Serious. Going up, moving up, and I never forgot. I, this moment's with me, man. I was probably like, I don't know, 10? You know what I mean? 41 years I remember this. And I remember being there and saying, we didn't do none of this stuff when we were with the losers. And now when I went to the winners, this guy had a total different mentality. And I was like, dude, you know what? This is the difference from good to great. It's the middle. It's the, it's the press. This guy's press. The other guy was like, do what you want. We didn't do none of this. But to be great and to win a prize and to be a champion, you got to do something different than all the other teams in the league. Don't you think, well, you know, I'm just a Christian. Dude, stop it. You're called of God. You're pressing for a prize. There's a victor's crown waiting for you. There's greatness for the kingdom. When we get to heaven, heaven's going to rejoice because you won your race. Are you getting this? It's like, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven. We all kick back and relax. You have to do something in the earth. Fix your thinking on great success. That's the key, okay? So you got to be honest with yourself, right? That was, that was Philippians 3 and 12. You don't have to go there. I, I haven't acquired it yet. 
So ask yourself the question, what have you not acquired? What have you not achieved? And what do you want to accomplish? That is the question for you today, ladies and gentlemen. Man, Pastor Chris, I hope I aggravate you to activate you. You know, like I don't pray in tongues. You better start today and keep praying. Build the discipline through vision. But think of this. Don't stop. It doesn't look like nothing's happening. It never looks like anything's happening. It never looks like anything's happening. You have to still do it anyway. That's the biggest thing you and I could see. Look at, look at, look at Ephesians 3.20, passion. Love it. Read it a couple weeks ago. Stuck with me. Hasn't left me. I don't think it's going to leave my life. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. There you go. Well, you know... I think I'm just wasting time. You have not every, you want to know why? You don't believe the word of God. Now, this one's going to be good, but this is not easy. You don't believe the word of God. I didn't believe the word of God. I said I believed the word of God, but until it activates you to movement, you don't really believe the word of God. You have mental assent and you agree with it, but until it gives you action to do something, you haven't entered in faith for the word of God. That's the key. I agree. Oh, yeah, I agree with it. Yeah, I agree with it. I, I agree with Brother Hagen for crying out. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. Yeah, that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. When are you going to do it? Oh, yeah, that's what you got to do. I'm not, you doing it yet? No. Man, he started talking about, he started talking about praying those Ephesian prayers. You know, Ephesians 1, Ephesians 3. I heard this guy say this 25, 30 times. I'm sitting in the eighth row at Ramah, and the Lord one day rebuked me. He said, how many times has this man told you to pray those Ephesian prayers? I said, I don't know, 50, 60 since I've been here, 100, who knows? Have you done it? No. Well, you just agree with it. You don't do it, though. Oh, yeah, 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 I agree. I agree. Now, do I do it every day? No. But here's what I'm saying. Because it's a lot of stuff. Well, you know, you, you'd hear Brother Caps talk about confession. Let the word of God with creative force coming out of your mouth. Brother Hagin had believing and speaking and confessing words. He's got a little book, words. I'd hear him preach about that, words. I was like, hey, you met, are you thinking about your confession? Yeah, 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 I agree with that. Do you do it? No. Confessing the truth about your life. I do it all now. You know what I'm saying? How about this? Oh, we used to have Holy Spirit seminar. Tongues. Praying tongues. Praying tongues. Praying tongues. Yeah, you're right. Remember back in the day? We used to fight to be charismatic. My God, we're charismatic. We ain't no, we're the charismatic. We're the, we're the, we're the chosen charismatic. Yeah, okay. You got this charismatic. You got this Holy Ghost. When's the last time you prayed in tongues? Well, yeah, I, I agree with it, but no, 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 it's not agree with it, it's do it. Now, ladies and gentlemen, please understand me. I know that if you try to do this all, every day, and I, I think I teach this really well, it's a toolbox, you know what I mean? That if you try to do this every day, you need four hours before you leave the house. Meditate, confess, pray in tongues, uh, you know, put on the armor of God, you know, uh, speak the blessings of God over your life. Look, man, you're gonna, you, you couldn't leave the house for crying out loud if you did this every day, but you go to your toolbox. You know what I mean? You ever, have, you ever, need to, you ever be doing something, like going through life or doing something, and then you need to fix something? You go, oh, I need, some, I need to go get some tape. You got to go in the toolbox. Oh, I need my measure of tape, right? Oh, I need a screwdriver. Oh, I need a hammer. The other day I was looking for something, and I was trying. I was going to use a screw. I, I needed to go get something. I needed channel locks, you know? And I'm trying to do this, trying to do that. And I'm like, well, stop being lazy. Just go get the channel locks and do it. I did it. worked out great. You got to get these spiritual tools working. Some days you're going to be like, 
man, I'm feeling a little, I'm feeling a little wonky, you know? I need to pray in the Holy Ghost. Cabra, shakada, ba, ba. Then a lot of times you got mind dealing, right? You're thinking bad thoughts. You're thinking negative thoughts. You're thinking like, oh, I am never going to get married. I'm never going to have a business. I'm never going to find nobody. Blah, 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 blah. Who's talking to you? The devil. Who told you that? Pull that Genesis out. Who told you that? The devil told you that. Now talk back. Oh, now you got to open your mouth. Can't sit there and mind deal. You got to get your confession going. When he is aggravating your mind, you have to open your words of your mouth. See it? That's the pressing for the prize. Then the first and foremost thing, right? Remember I told you was believe you're called. What am I here for? You could Write this down. Number two, if I don't know my purpose, I'm not going to run my race. You got to know your purpose. Now, I don't have everything figured out. But in the early days, I, I could tell you, I could tell you the day I knew I was, I, I was my, my mom and dad could tell you about this. It was crazy, bro. It was nuts. I kept seeking God, like, what am I, what am I supposed to do? And I was happy, man. Like, a lot of you need to just get involved. That's another thing, too. How can you go to church and not be involved? Bro, I, got, I went to church, right? I'm just telling you what I know. This is how you get it. I went to church. I went in there. I was a business guy, you know? Just doing business. And I was like, hey, what do, what do you got to do here? And they're like, hey, can you um, mop the floor? It's like, yeah, man, let's do this for the homeless gig. This is easy. I used to pick up donuts too. Man, I used to fill, me and my dad used to do it. I used to fill a whole, uh, you know, like those big white vans, you know, like, uh, you know, like a, it, was a, it was a Dodge van. It was big ones, like an Aka Liner, 150, you know, the big white ones you see around, you know, like Votrans got them. I used to fill the whole back. It was, had two seats. The whole back, I'd fill up with Krispy Kreme donuts. Used to go right over there, International Speedway. And that's a good company, too. You know what I mean? Because they were giving them away, and we'd go bring them to the church. And I, they would give them away because we were feeding homeless people. And go to, it used to stink like sugar in there. You know what I mean? Used to laugh, go to work on Monday, and be like, God Almighty, I want to eat a donut. But anyway, make a long story short, I was like, that's what I did. Now, I'm not bragging about me. This, I'm just telling you what I did. So, how did you, Pastor Chris, how do you get there? I remember the first job I had was, you know, the vacuum, they didn't have a real vacuum. We had one of those pieces of junk, like that thing over there, you know, it's like a little hand thing, no electric, and the stuff kept, it picked it up and threw it somewhere else, it seemed like to me, so I picked it up with my hand, because I knew I was serving God. This is not about me, please hear me. This is how you get from where you are to where you want to be. And I said, yeah, I'm just happy doing this. Clean the grill, mop the floor, use the broke vacuum. Cool, love it, serving God. Give him everything you got. Let's go. Then they were like, hey, you want to preach? I'm like, no. I don't want to preach. I don't do none of that. I was just happy doing this. Why do I got to do that for? Well, we think maybe you should try it. All right, whatever. I was scared out of my mind, right? But I just got involved in the things of God. Ushering in the church. I was no preacher then. I was an usher. Get involved. Do this, do that. Rubs off. God, remember this. God, here's the thing. You can make faithful people able. You cannot make able people faithful. So God does not give ability to the what? The unfaithful. You think I had this when I started? Maybe a little bit of it. But guess what? If I was unfaithful, God would have never let me go forward in it. This is not about me. I'm talking about you. Are you getting this? Well, you know, I don't want to get involved. Well, then don't expect anything from God. You got to get involved. You got to do the work and labor of love. 
That's not, this is not like you're pressing for a prize. And then what happened was I got around the things of God and then God's like, go do this, go do this, go do this. Next thing you're in Bible school, even in Bible school, I'm looking at myself like, I don't even know if I belong here. So I remember seeking God in the early days. What am I called to do? What am I called to do? So while I was just being faithful, one night God said, you're gonna preach the gospel. I flipped out. I was like, I'm gonna be a preacher. I ran around the house telling him, I'm gonna be, I think I'm gonna be a preacher. I'm gonna be a preacher. I was like, well, what in the heaven, how'd you know? I just knew him, I know her. I read it, I was reading the Bible and it said, it said about Paul becoming a preacher. When I read it, God's like, you're gonna be a preacher too. Okay, so how was that discovered? Faithfulness. See, because here's the thing, you cannot finish what God started. You gotta work with God. But the problem is most people don't show up to the show. You gotta show up. God can make faithful people able. He cannot make able people faithful. So because of it, God's not looking at your ability. He's looking at your faithfulness. He wants to know he could trust you. you I told you this. Remember we talked about this a couple weeks ago? It's going to take faith to finish this race, man. You better figure that out, man. That's quick, right? Um, the biggest, the honest truth about this is, Matthew 6, 21, passion really makes this clear. Really, really good. Matthew 6, 21, passion. It's where Jesus says this. Now watch this, right? For your heart will always pursue what you value as your treasure. The honest truth is, until we treasure our relationship with God, we ain't gonna pursue him. That's the truth. I can tell you another quick story, right? I told God, he said, if you love me, you'll obey me. I told God in the early days, I said, I don't love you. You said, man, Pastor Chris, that's weird. Nah, I said, I ain't obeying God in those areas. I don't love him in that area. And everybody uses these flippant words like, oh, God, I love you. God said, yeah. He looked at the church. In, in the book of Revelations, he looked at, at the Latter Lucian church. He looked at the church, all those different churches, Philadelphia. And he looked, he said, yeah. He goes, you know what I got against you guys? He said, you say something with your mouth, but your heart is not in it. He said, God ain't looking at your words. He could care less about your words. He wants to know where your heart's at. So I was honest with God. I said, I ain't gonna lie. I don't love you in that area because I'm not willing to obey. I'd rather work on my development of my relationship with God than lie to myself and live self-deceived thinking I'm already there. I have not apprehended that. Start getting honest with God and go, God, I don't know if I would do that. I don't, maybe this, I don't, I don't want to volunteer nowhere. I don't want to do, hey, God, get in my heart. Hey, God, show me, I don't want to be no preacher. I don't want to be no ministry. Nobody's saying you got to go be a business person. Go be a mom, go be a dad, go do your work. But where your heart will be, you will pursue what you value as treasure. That is a phenomenal scripture. You want to see that again? Maybe show that again to him. Let him see it. Matthew 6, 21, man, for your heart will always pursue pursue, pursue what you value as your treasure. So whatever you consider to be valuable, that's what you pursue. Now, this is gonna get rough, so tighten your seatbelt. We're about ready to hit some turbulence. I don't go to church. Yeah, I know why. You haven't treasured him yet. I don't go to none of that prayer stuff. Yeah, I know why. You haven't treasured him yet. I ain't going to that women's meeting, that uh, together, friend thing, whatever that, I, yeah, I know why. You haven't pursued him as treasure yet. He's not treasurable to you yet. No, those are church events. Those are church events, nothing. Those are where you learn God. 
You meet God. You talk about God. You get around God people. You share godly stuff. And even more than that, woo, I'm going to tell you what happens to you there. Oh, man. You get the word that transforms your life. What you value as your treasure. Big one. Because a lot of people don't feel like God's there. And if you don't feel like God's there, you're not going to pursue God. Big. That's Psalms 63a, passion, man. Psalms 63a, passion. If you don't feel like God is there or you don't have value for God, you will not pursue him. This is why you watch tonight. You make the adjustments. God's not mad. He's long suffering. care less. You think God flipped out when I was like, I don't love you there. He was like, good, let's get to the bottom of this thing and let's grow. Now I obey God in everything. I don't, need, I, don't even have a, I don't even have a will for crying out loud. I don't even want a will. Oh, no, whatever you want. Everything I think I try to filter through the word of God. Listen to this, right? With passion, I pursue and cling to you because I feel your grip on my life. I keep my soul close to your heart. Man, ain't that good? Look at this one. Here's the last one. You gotta learn to run with pay. You gotta learn to run with passion. Man. That's Hebrews 12 and 1. I like it in the passion translation. Isn't that funny? The passion translation for the passion kind of worked out, huh? I run with passion into his abundance. Well, why is that? As for us, we have why? Why do we run with passion? Because we have a great cloud of who cares? I wouldn't, I don't care about that. I mean, let's be straight. You care about the great cloud of witnesses cheering you on? I don't even think about that. As for us, but that's what's going on, we have a great cloud of witnesses encircling us like clouds, so we must let go of every wound that has pierced us, every sin we so easily fall into. Then we'll be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination, for the path has already been marked out before us. Did you pull that in? Did you get that? We're going to read it again. We're going to read this a couple times. Right? I don't, do you care about the cloud of witnesses? I don't even think about, I don't even think about the cloud of witnesses. How about you? I don't even know there's a cloud of witness. I could care less about the cloud of witnesses. As for us, we have all these great witnesses. Okay, great. Whatever. That's awesome. Let them jump around. We must let go of every wound that is what? pierced us. I could see that. That makes sense, right? And the sin we so easily fall into. Okay, I can see that. Right? Okay, I, I get you. Then we will be able to run. You got to get rid of these. I'm hurt. I got church hurt. That's why I don't go to, oh my God, stop. Listen, guys, I know this is serious. I, but think it. We got to let go of every wound and everything that pierced us so we, don't, we, so, I, so we don't easily fall into this. I got church hurt. Guess what? You got to let go of that. I, I should have got the promotion. Man, I knew a dude. Listen to this. I'm going to tell you something real quick, right? There was a guy. I went to this church, and I, didn't, I wasn't there when this all went down. But the guy felt like he should have got the promotion that somebody else got in the church. The dude literally went wacky with this thing got a whole bunch of other disgruntled people and literally 
started like going off the deep end because of hurt. Okay, listen, let me get this out once and for all. You say you got hurt by church. You got hurt by work. You didn't quit that. You got hurt in the grocery store. You didn't quit that. Listen, people get hurt. Your family hurt you. You didn't quit that. Come on, guys, you get what I'm saying. I'm not trying to be there. Yes, it's not fair. Yes, it's not good. Yes, people get overlooked. Yes, the humanity of God is, 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 is over, you know, you go to church and it's like almost like, come on, sometimes it's like ridiculous. I get it. Yes, I understand. But you cannot hold on to this stuff. Why? Because you will then be able, if you let go, to run life's marathon race. He said, life is a marathon. My buddy runs marathons. He said, man, look, he goes, it, 26, whatever is it, 26? 26 miles is a full marathon, is that right? I don't even know. 26.1 or something like that, I see those stickers, right? Here's my mind. My buddy ran the Boston Marathon. He ran the New York City. I think he's going to run Chicago. I don't know. He ran them all. Ran a lot of them, right? You got to qualify to get in, right? Tough, man. That thing, he said, life's a marathon. It's a race you keep running. Then... We will be able to run the marathon race with passion. You know why you're not running? You got derailed. Something hurt you. Something offended you. Something's not working out the way you thought it was. Get rid of it. Cut it off. Anything stopping you from running with passion. My friends don't want to go. My buddy don't want to go to church, so I don't go to church. Tell your buddy bye. I got, I'm married to this, you know, this, this beauty over here, but she don't want to go to church. Say, hey, I'm going to church. Get in the car or I'll see you after in the afternoon. Why? I'm going to church. Well, you know, praise be to God, I got to go golfing. Go golfing on Saturday. Go to church. Well, you know, praise be to God, I got to go. You know, the kids don't want to go. Tell the kids when they start paying the bills, you'll start listening to them. Praise the Lord. Let's go. No more excuses with running with passion. Get in church, rubs off. Get to things of God. Go, get in a prayer group. Well, I don't have no, that's how I learned how to pray. I got with people that were praying and it forced me to pray. I got in a prayer group when the guy was getting, oh my God, we were getting up. All I could talk about is what I know. I don't know your life. Man, bro, I was getting up at seven. Then it turned to six. And then there was a season, it was five o'clock in the morning. I was like, this is psycho. This is nuts. You know what though? I did it. 5.30, I'm serious, we were doing six, and then we went to 5.30, I was like, oh my God, dude, sometimes you go to bed 12, 1 o'clock, you think you gotta get up, they're gonna be waiting, better go, force the disciplines of life, because why, I needed to run with passion, I needed to find determination, and I need to understand, for the path has been already marked out before us, what's that mean, it's waiting for you, it's a track waiting for you, get on, Run with passion. If we do it together, it's easier. But we're all going through stuff. We're all fighting challenges. We're all fighting battles, but we're all winning victories. Amen? Come on, guys, let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for each and every person at the sound of my voice. I know tonight maybe wasn't easy, but boy, sure was faithful and helpful for us to understand we gotta run our race with passion and determination and overflow the love of God, not just in our own life, but for the people around us. We're running a race to receive a prize. Help us, give us the strength, give us the ability, and give us the know-how, how to do it. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Well, guys, I'm so happy you joined. 
Thank you for sharing. Remember, I'm going to see you Sunday morning, 9 and 1030. And we got some announcements for you right now. Changed around the format a little bit, so don't go anywhere. Watch Relevant News. It's coming now, and you can get some updates about what's happening here at Relevant Church. I love you, and I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.